You're listening to the Gab Street Podcast, Columbus, Ohio's number one podcast for underground talent. Every week we have new conversations with interesting individuals who contribute to the Columbus economy and its lively culture. You may find just what you're looking for right in your backyard. Let's get right into it. <laughs> Let it be known, Corey Leo has a ring now. We got the drip, boys. We got the fucking drip. <laughs> the Gap Street bling. Hell yeah. I could explain this, but then I'd be a fucking nerd. So anyway. Oh, uh, <laughs> now you have to, though. <laughs> shit. Okay, this is a ring from the game Dark Souls, actually. Okay. Uh, so now I'm not cool anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, technically, it's called the Ring of Steel Protection. Oh, um, shit. So <laughs> you had to put that, was that getting plus 15 armor? Dude. Just yes. to deal with me? Exactly. <laughs> because I know you're going to assault me. No. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you already know who this guy is, if you already know who this guy is, but we're not going to introduce him yet because I have a couple things that I need to talk about this episode. Um, this is episode 58 that we are recording today, uh, and we got a couple of um, timely things to talk about that have happened recently or today. Um, first of all, that fucking party was bonkers. Yo. <laughs> that party was dope. Okay. It was super fucking tight. Yes. Um, this past Saturday, uh, so we're recording this on Wednesday the 4th of March. Uh, if you weren't there or you didn't know, we had a party for the one-year anniversary whoop, whoop, of this show. <laughs> uh, the actual anniversary was on February 6th, but who gives a shit? And uh, that party was absolutely out of this fucking world. Bonkers. Yo, it was it was super super dope. Like possibly one of the best events I have been to in a long time. Hey, he's saying that cuz he threw the party, but I did throw it. <laughs> so there is no obvious bias in what I'm saying. But <laughs> it, it was um, dope, man. Dude, that went so much better than I could have ever expected it to go. For sure. And thank you so much to everyone that both listens to the show, first of all, and is supported for the first year and was there to support the party, even if you don't listen, you just think it's cool. But like, <laughs> I know you're out there. Um, but uh, that was the biggest, that kind of visualized the movement that we have to me. I didn't really understand. The Gav Street movement. For real. The pedestrian <laughs> movement. It's fucking yeah. real, dude. Like, that was a lot of people. That was like 45 people or so. And uh, we lifted that venue. We lifted Wild Goose Creative off the fucking earth. Oh, for sure. That boy Jonesy, Asia, Zay Finale. Zay Crypto on his first fucking performance. Yeah, that was first wild. First of all. That was wild. Um, fuck. L. Uh, I'm forgetting somebody. YC, King Bali, AC, and Dom Gutta. I, I'm hoping I addressed everyone. If not, I severely apologize. But uh, all of those performers did fucking great, a, a great job. Totally. Um, brought the energy. Big shout out to them, too. Uh, Y'all should follow them on Instagram. Uh, in my experience, they fo- they all followed me back. Yes. So. That is facts. Shout out to them also. They share the love. It's great. Um, also for the roast, everyone who did, who took part in the roast, 
Sam Rothstein took part in the roast. Yeah. Cecil Heyman was there. Jay- Sam definitely came in the hardest. Like Sam was, he was funny as hell. slinging on everybody. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 it's just for me, dude. Like, you don't have to rip on Joseph Keith either. Also, Joseph Keith hosted the fuck out of that. Yeah, um, yeah I he did a great job. I don't know if you realize, but that was his first time hosting anything. Uh, and Damn. He w- yeah. Uh, he said he was a bit nervous, and uh, he has no reason to be, because that dude... <laughs> is charismatic and intelligent as fuck and can think really quick on his feet. Mm-hmm. So, um, also part of this announcement here is that uh, that's not going to be the only party we're going to throw. For real. We're going to have more of those fucking shebangs. So, uh, and Joseph Keith is going to be hosting the rest of the events that Hell we have. Yeah. Hell yeah. Forever. If, unless for some reason we, he's not available. But if he is, he's there. Um, Revolter Pictures is going to be our official film crew uh, for all of our events. Hell yeah. So we are publicly partnering uh, as organizations. We are going to be throwing events more this year, more next year, more as long as we can. Um, This will include more music. This will include more celebrations. This will include comedy. This will include things like Visioneers potentially you know just showcase oh, flea markets shit too. like that and flea markets <laughs> this man will help me coordinate some flea markets as you are going to learn about it's here true. in a minute it's true a uh, couple more things the Arnold has been cancelled <laughs> straight up Mike DeWine our fucking governor was like hey uh, coronavirus be kind of sick so we can't really uh, throw that shit anymore sorry Mr. Schwarzenegger um, get to Columbus, please. <laughs> get to the Mayflower. Uh, <laughs> for real, though, um, save your wallets. Because, like, that shit is... Uh, we might get some tax levies here pretty soon. Maybe. It's so interesting. Little... I mean, we were talking about it a little bit and, like, the impact that it's going to have on the city and how many people or businesses, this is their biggest weekend of the year. Yeah. And, like, you know, most businesses right now are, like, in the middle of their Q1. And so to start out your fiscal year with, like, a hit like this is going to be really interesting to, like, see the effects of over the next coming months. Yeah. I'm very interested in it. It's very, very fucking wild. But Arnold did say that it is going to happen later in the year. Okay, cool. cool. So it's not 100% not going to happen. It'll be somewhere either later in the spring or in the summer. Honestly, I think that as a summer event would be fucking dope. Oh, sure. For sure. Because it's kind of cold right now, you know what I mean? Actually, I mean, in the summer, too, it would be even more interesting because, I mean, the Arnold's great, right, economically for us, but, you know, as people who live in Columbus, are we aware that it's also the biggest hotspot for sex trafficking Mm. in the nation every Mm. year? This shit happens like crazy, so, I mean, you know, not to dig into that too much, but... In the summertime, when there are more people walking around and more people just, like, bouncing around bars, like, as people and leaders in Columbus, we should be more aware of that going into it, so. Did you know that? I did know That's that. That's crazy! Yeah, I had, I had heard that statistic before. Uh, it doesn't really register in my mind Yeah. very well, um, but it's fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And there are a lot of movements, none of which I can actually name right now because I don't, I don't remember them, but... There are a lot of movements in Columbus that have sprung up over the last decade that are fighting this. Oh, definitely. So much. Yeah. And uh, if you watch this come on the show, I want to I want to plug you, but uh, <laughs> for real like anything you can do to contribute to the fight against that issue. Yeah. 
fucking do it because you Columbus is just such a city that would not seem that way. Yeah, well, it's not even just it's not Columbus, right? You know, like yeah. it's the fact that it's this huge like incoming group of people who mm. aren't typically here. There's a lot of drinking. There are a lot of events happening. So there's a lot of people that just get lost in the woodwork through it. Yep. So. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any, like, organizations off the top of my head, like, oh, yo, go support to this one, or go donate to this one, or, like, do the research on this. I think just, like, hop on Google and, like, do some research onto it, because it's a real issue. So, um, actually, uh, one of the vendors that we partner with, um, 1429, hmm. um, for Little Flea, um, proceeds from their baked goods go to helping survivors of sex trafficking. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hell Yeah. We're going to get to Little Flea in a minute. We're, we're going to educate you. We're going to fucking educate you on this shit, okay? <laughs> You're going to know about this. Last two things before we begin. We have two patrons on Patreon now, one Woo-hoo. of which is Randy Hardenbrook, also from the Canned Air podcast. It's fucking dope. Uh, Canned Air podcast is syndicated with us on um, the uh, Cuyahoga uh, Valley r- r- radio station, radio network. Uh, and that is an online radio station that you can listen to at... Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network.com. I dropped in like two days ago and I was like, oh, clip. <laughs> it's, it's a good station. It's cool. Real. Yeah. yeah. Their like, lineup is dope. Yeah. They got some really dope shit on there. Yeah. Um, so go check that out. We, we air mon- every Monday at 2 p.m. So go listen to that. Um, and then the other patron that we got was Anthony Cardosi or Boggin from Revolter Pictures. He pledged $50. So thank you so much for that. For Big real. shout outs. Uh, go check out Revolter Pictures last week's episode if you have not. No, two weeks episode ago. So uh, go listen to them. And then finally, we are sponsoring a stage at the Columbus Comedy Festival. We are sponsoring the Tree Bar <clears throat> stage. Uh, it is going to be called the Gab Street stage. Hell yeah. So that is from May 28th through the 31st. I will be there. The whole time. So signing autographs, signing babies, selling them on Craigslist. Yeah, for selling babies on Craigslist. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking know me. Uh, <laughs> that's how I do. Um, <laughs> so please come out, and uh, it's gonna be a Gap Street stage, dude. So we're gonna have some dope fucking performers on that stage. Shout out Amber Falter. She just Shout picked Amber up Falter. something uh, big with them. Yeah, she's, uh, one, she's of one of the organizers or she's co-producing that. That's yeah. what it is, yeah. Big shout out to Amber. Dope shit. Yeah. Okay, we have not addressed you for too long. <laughs> we normally don't have space for things that are non-interview, so I appreciate you letting me yeah, of course. put some of that stuff in the beginning here. 2020 truly is the year of our gap, is it not? Oh, hell yeah, man. You know, uh... Is a Chinese zodiac sign, right? Like yeah, for real. That's your that's your sign. It's just a moving mouth. That's, <laughs> that's weird shit. Let's not do that anymore. Well, uh, <laughs> I think that tw- like every year for me is like the year of the gab though because I just talk 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 talk, 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 talk. <laughs> you know like I just keep going. So um, as far as year of our gab for Gab Street, y'all are doing big stuff. So um, definitely shout outs for that and give yourself a pat on the back. Again, that party was dope. Thank you very much. You know, thanks for having me on this so I can plug my stuff a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, you're the gap for sure. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and this talkative man, as he is so is self-proclaimed, is Adam Himmel. <laughs> Cheers. He comes to us bearing news of the neighborhood. Old North. Yeah, that's my that's my, my hood, man. That's my neighborhood. It's your fucking area. Oh, we're really doing it out there. Dude. 
We're trying to. Shit's really happening up there. I was not introduced to this area. I knew that it existed as a geographical area. Yeah. I had not been introduced to the the rich amount of culture and fun shit you can do up there. Totally, man. Um, so tell tell the audience a little bit about it. Hell yeah. So um, the neighborhood of Old North is really uh, just north of Lane Ave. Um, to you know, it, it's a little bit shaky, but just south of like Lucky Supermarket area. It's not Clintonville, and it's not campus. It's mm. this weird little pocket of creatives and you know some washed up grad students um a lot of drunks and alcoholics uh musicians for sure um i think we're going to talk a little bit about how Corey and i met but when he asked me to be on the show i was like if you if you're going to interview me on your show you have to come hang out in the neighborhood and run around with me and my homies at least for one night and then we can talk more so i think the first night we like ran up and down hudson street a little bit yeah you know, we went to Old North Arcade. All the homies there are so so dope. And then we really hung out at like my home base, which is the Rambling House. Um, okay, but that, okay, <laughs> Rambling House. You told me that shit feels like a living room, and I one hundred percent agree. And so so does everyone else. So does eh. so uh, so does everyone else. Soda in that room feels like your family, but yeah, also man. they make fucking great soda. So it's true. check it out. Um, but, uh, everyone that I've met so far in that area has just been so welcoming and so kind. That's the way, man. For real. You know, and you don't always get that. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, the Rambling House is such a unique space that offers like such a range of different events. Um, but most people think of it as like a bluegrass bar. Mm. And so... I think the connotation, um, just from things I've heard, is people are like, I don't know, it's probably like super conservative and like, you know, really uptight and weird and I don't listen to bluegrass music, but it's probably the most liberal bar in the city. Uh, (laughs) It's super chill. I mean, we have such a great range of music from like Americana to folk to bluegrass to like, we had like a, like heavier rock set earlier this month. Jazz. Do you like jazz? You like jazz. (laughs) Jazz is my shit. Poster up there. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> a lot of jazz and just like just really cool events. Um, Amber Falter is now hosting her monthly comedy show there. No um, way. I didn't. How did I not know about yeah, that? Um, no fucking way. I'm going to that every single time. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what I heard. Is Growling Gremlins is moving from oh. the Daily Growler. I could be wrong about that, um, but I know she's getting ready to host something monthly there. That's what I heard okay. through the grapevine. Um, oh, dude, I'm I'm there. Yeah, man. Every time. Well, and that's the thing is, like, you came and you hung out one time, and now, like, you're hanging out at Wild Goose for your party. You're coming to the Rambling House when I'm not there. Like, you go to <laughs> Old North. Like, well, you have yet to go to Dick's Den, which is, like, you know, the Rambling House's sister bar, but, like, has just the same, you know, focus on music, but has been there since the 60s. Yeah. Like, and another cool thing about Old North, I don't know if you know this, um, on Norwich Ave... We have one of the oldest structures in all of Ohio, and I'm fairly certain it's the oldest in Columbus, Ohio. Hmm. Um, and it's a log cabin that um, a politician and writer back like several hundred years ago um, lived in North Columbus, which is what um, Old North used to be called. And then it got moved um, in relatively recent years to Norwich Ave. Like they picked it up and just put it in Norwich Ave. 
Like the fucking Unabomber's cabin? <laughs> yeah, kinda, dude. Kinda. There's a guy who lives there now, and, like, you can't, like, go into it because it's just his fucking house. Because <laughs> it's the Unabomber. <laughs> but I'm putting all this info out of. here, and, like, I've been talking about this for, like, two months since I found out about it, and I'm sure now that people are like, oh, shit, man, that's the house. I need Yo. to see this now. And it's some dude just, like, mowing his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not like a museum. Don't go in yeah, there. Yeah, no, you can't just, you can't. But I think the Dispatch has an article on it. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. I'm interested a lot in Columbus history yeah. and also trespassing. So I, oh, for sure, <laughs> I love that shit. Um, catch me at the uh, at the quarry over in Upper Arlington before it opens <laughs> up as a metro park. Uh, and I'm falling down the cliff. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. And that's the end of Gap Street. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but for real, I used to go in that quarry. You can't arrest me now because statute of limitations. But uh, it, it was... <laughs> That was a great time. Um, actually, if you know about my music, please don't. Uh, it, <laughs> I go by Cordonic on SoundCloud, and the everybody search Cordonic on SoundCloud. Well, it was mentioned in the roast anyway, so it's all right. Um, <laughs> the album cover for the first for Crisis Averted is a picture of uh, no Crisis Averted. Is that your mixtape? <laughs> yeah, that's for it's, that's it's a your mix first mixtape for real. It's Crisis Averted. That's what it's called. What was the crisis, Corey? Nothing. I just thought it was a cool name. <laughs> my cat yakking up a hairball <laughs> which happened right before right we, as we were starting <laughs> before we began my cat fucking vomited right there <laughs> I also oh swear a lot so I don't know if there's like a count for how many times the word fuck has been said on your show but <laughs> I'm gonna try and not take over it <laughs> <laughs> I should add that in this time around. That'd be great. Oh, man. Or just at, at, at how many times we say Bolo Boys or some shit. Hey, Bolo Boys. Know. It's bolo really boys. I don't, I don't have a Bolo yet. I haven't been inducted, but uh, it'll, Soon enough. it'll happen. He's got a little bit of drip now, so... Dude, drip. We had to get you, like, a fucking Red Dead Redemption-themed Bolo because of yes. that year video game aesthetic. Oh, my God. <sighs> you gotta ice up, y'all. Um... <laughs> Rambling House, yeah. go there, for real. Yeah. They always have cool shit happening. Um, it's a super cool venue, and, uh, you know, like, nationally just... touring artists, too. With, yeah, for sure. For we real. just, yeah, gosh, we've had so many good bands. We just had um, Taylor Meyer. Taylor Meyer. Um, who is the lead uh, singer of Camp, and Matt Vinson, um, who plays with them as well. They did, like, an acoustic set there last Monday. It was dope, and they brought their friend... Um, I think they went to college with him. His name's Rory, but you should check out his music. It's Little Miami Music. Hmm. Um, and he just moved into Old North, too, like, living in the neighborhood. Oh, like, yeah. he's super dope. It's just like, this awesome, like, ambient folk aesthetic. Like, very, very good. So, That's yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and if you want to get into the local scene as well, there are plenty of talented people playing there. Like, uh, I saw... Kenzie Coyne, who was on episode 52, by the way, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, from Hello Luna, uh, she did a uh, an acoustic set. Yeah. Um, and an electric set. It was a mixed set. That was um, a cool, that was her a cool solo show. stuff. Yeah. That was really dope. Um, that was a great time. And also, Kenzie Coyne is just a super genuine, kind person. So if you ever get a chance to talk to her, uh, please do. Yeah, you will, you will not regret it. Um, there's also Faye and, uh, and her band. Mm -hmm. uh, they have played there a couple times now. That was really cool. And uh, TJ George is also a fantastic uh, musician in the city, and he played there recently, uh, opening for uh, Alice Wallace. So, yeah. Yeah, just go there on literally any evening. Yeah, Alice Wallace, that was going on. just this past Sunday, I think, right? Uh, the Sunday before. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. uh, I was doing a like uh, Columbus had a restaurant expo, and I was doing that actually to debut um, Rambling House's new CBD infused ginger beer. I had some of it. Yeah, it's dope, and it kicks ass. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like 15 milligrams of CBD per one of these 12 ounce cans. It's it was fun doing the expo, but I missed Alice Wallace because I was out slinging. <laughs> you gotta sling the CBD soda, dude. man. <laughs> Actually, so I was wearing for that entire expo a blazer with a bunch of hemp leaves on it. Nice. And then uh, one of my best friends, Aubrey, um, was dressed up as CBD man. He had like this big superhero <laughs> suit. <laughs> I that's think that's on my awesome. Instagram page or Aubrey, someone. So, yeah, it's dope. I love that, dude. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> okay, but plug that soda a little bit more because that shit pop- is popping off. Yeah, so um, right now we're going through the process of getting an application approved through the Department of Agriculture. Mm. So it's a little bit interesting in Columbus. You can obviously sell CBD products that are 100% legal. Um, but if you're making CBD beverages in Ohio, you have to go through different legalities and applications to also sell it. Mm. So... There are a couple of bigger um, beverage companies. You know, I think Wonder is one of them. Um, shout out to them. They're super dope people. Um, but I don't know that, I don't think that they make their product here in Ohio because we're slated to be probably the first people manufacturing a CBD beverage in Ohio. Oh, shit. And we make that up in Old North right off of Duncan Street. So, hell yeah. It's going to mostly be in bars around town, but it should be popping up in the next two weeks. The Fuck Department nice. of Ag has just had some problems with like their servers or something, is what we keep getting told. So, Interesting. I'm also going to keep burping under my breath because I'm drinking this soda. <laughs> Maybe not the best thing to drink for the interview, but... That's the way we do around yeah, here. Yeah, you know, a little CBD, man. Not that my nerves need to be calmed ever, but I should have given it to you. <laughs> Dude, even if you don't try that soda, yeah, um, the other sodas that they already have on tap at Rambling House, uh, brewed by Aubrey, by the way. Yeah, big, uh, big shout out to the homie Aubrey. He was going to sit right here, but... Had to actually be making soda today. You can catch it at Ramley House, but we're in probably three dozen accounts around Columbus, too. We're at the Gateway. Um, if you've had Mules at Bodega, you've had our mm. ginger beer. You know, a bunch of pretty popular spots that you just may not have known it was our ginger beer. So it was a pretty, you know, easy transition for us to get into doing the CBD product with our ginger beer since we've been doing it for like six years. So, And it's, it's fucking real, by the way. Yeah. Uh, which, by that I mean, like... You know how Coca-Cola is, like, kind of not real? Uh, you know, like, <laughs> it's a figment of your imagination? Like, Coca-Cola and Pepsi, they're just... They, they literally eat your bones. Yeah. Um, but this shit is, like, savory, kind of. Yeah. You know, like, I, maybe, I think sarsaparilla is the, the, uh, the sweetest thing you guys have. Yeah, for sure, which is, like, a root beer, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, it's it doesn't feel like you're being eaten from the inside. Like, you're, you're drinking it, and it's it not, like... Don't drink it for health. Yeah, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, but you're not you're not drinking soda to get to get It's not thin. guilty. It's not a guilty drink. Yeah, because it's just you know? it's just we sweeten it with cane sugar. Yeah. Um and then I mean for the ginger beer, you know, we've probably Aubrey and John, um, which is Aubrey's brother who owns the uh, the soda shop, have probably pressed like twenty or thirty thousand pounds of ginger. And like the ginger beer is just like it's ginger, some cayenne pepper, some sugar, Damn. and like Carbonation, yeah, like that's that's it. So it's good shit. Yeah, yeah. If if you were interested in alternative soda, please alternative soda. Oh my god, that's yes. gonna be our new hashtag. That's the new shit. I'm gonna hashtag that for this alternative episode. Alternative soda. Oh yes. 
I'm sending that to John right after we leave here. (laughs) John, I got the new marketing strategy, man. Alternative soda. Royalties. Um, (laughs) Hey, man, we didn't sign anything. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Okay. So another thing I want to bring up that uh, you take part in. Yeah. Is the Midwest Vintage Collective. For sure. Tell me about that shit. Yeah, so that's uh, my best friend Tony, um, uh, who works down at Land Grant, uh, another person you maybe have seen around town, but um, we always get drunk and we have these like business ideas, right? So it started maybe, I don't know, five or six years ago, we had this idea called the Peacock Surf Shop. Hmm. At the time, both of us were working for uh, PacSun, and we were like, man, fuck this, we want to open up our own surf shop. Mm-hmm. like. We're going to open it up on the East Coast. It's going to be called the Peacock Surf Shop. It's going to have a bar in the back called the Tail End. Like, we had, like, this whole structure, but we were, like, super drunk. And so then it just, like, (laughs) fizzles away. Um, Then after that, Tony started a clothing company called Goat Clothing. And that, you know, as life has gotten more tumultuous and busy, you know, he's gotten married and taken on, like, director positions at Land Grant and all kinds of stuff. So, like, that kind of took the back burner and then um, both of us just really loved thrifting and we kept finding like super dope stuff and we're like I don't know man like what if we what if we just sell some of this stuff and so really for most of our product it's Tony like Tony is like estate sales Craigslist Facebook marketplace like he thrifts every day on his way to accounts like he's constantly just finding super cool pieces and then there's me like I go like twice a week and I'm like hey man do you think this Tommy Hilfiger polo will sell (laughs) not quite but it's pretty close Um, and then yeah it just really fell together with at the time what I wanted to pull together with a little flea and so I was like well if we create this space then we can test the waters there and we create this space and like you know so it's cool Um, I'm a big fan of fashion and clothing in general so it you know it's just been really really dope some of the pieces we find sometimes it's really difficult to like want to sell. Like one piece in particular, Tony found at the Goodwill on Hudson, or it was the VOA on Indianola. He was in the scrubs section, right? Because like he he does the entire thrift store. Damn. And he's like looking through nurses' scrubs, and he finds this dope '90s like cross colors hmm. shirt. Do you know the brand Cross Colors? I do not. So it's this dope like R and B hip hop. Artists used to wear it a lot, and their um, uh, what is it? Wait, mixed fabrics? Uh, kind of. That yeah. should ain't biblical. <laughs> 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 no, their um, their Maybe slogan was uh, <laughs> um, "Racism hurts everybody." You mm. dig? And so I've got this super cool, just like like button up short sleeve, and it's like green and red and yellow and black, and on the back it says "Without prejudice." And that then it says, fucking dope. racism hurts everyone, you dig? And it's Yo. just got, like, the Cross Colors logo. And that's one that, like, we took to the first little flea. And Dude. within 10 minutes of us being there, I was just like, I, we're not selling this. Like, I'm buying it from <laughs> us. <laughs> because it's just super dope. And so that's, that's the problem with, like, doing this, like, digging and selling vintage clothing is that you find so much stuff that you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, like. Even at Little Flea, like, I find stuff all the time. Like, I got this jacket, which is this, like, 73 chalk line Texas University jacket um, from a vintage seller there. Like, this hat I got is, like, a vintage Dobbs hat that um, a guy called Dallas Durst, um, who hand makes felt hats in Columbus, um, bought it and reshaped it and, like, 
fixed it up and then that's like, a name yeah <laughs> dude yeah that's so cool yeah <laughs> dallas w durst dwd hat on instagram you should check him out oh. um we're working on getting him set up the first week of april at an event we're going to call vendors at the venue nice um and so the rambling house does a bluegrass thursday where the relentless mules our house band plays every thursday we do two dollar hilltop loggers hmm. uh, we have a bluegrass jam at the beginning of the night but we're going to set him up in the back and he's going to like have all his hats for sale and then nice. like i'm going to try and push him to like take measurements and make custom hats because he sells these for, like, cheap, man. Like, he's making custom hats. He's selling them for, like, $80 to $120. You go to, like, Quarter Horse Congress or anything and try and, like, buy something like this is, like, three or $400. So, Jesus. Yeah. And he's just this cool dude, man. Like, he's just this guy who, like, his kids grew up and moved out. And he's like, I just have a lot of free time and I'm bored. So I started making hats. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. That's so cool. He's, like, one of my favorite people I've gotten to work with. Um with the flea, so yeah, oh, yeah. He, he was I'm at, sorry um, with with the what the flea little the, flea li- uh, the, the little flea oh shit tell us boom, about boom, that boom. Um, so I worked with Dallas when we did the chili cook off with Land Grant um, but little flea right like that's my big my big thing right now that's why like I'm on this podcast is that it's also sponsoring this episode too that's true so, and this month I think right yes <laughs> so you're already hearing about that shit yeah man um, but what we're trying to do is really create like a network for local makers and artists and small business owners in Old North to connect and host events or hold events or participate in events. So the biggest thing we're doing really is is the makers market. So what we're calling Little Flea in the Old North. Hmm. Um, and that's where we get anywhere from 13 to 25 vendors so far Damn. just in the Rimley House. But um, hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have expanded and using multiple venues. Nice. Um, and you know, they're all just like local people and they come in and set up shop. Um, the big thing that we're trying to do that I think separates us from a lot of the other makers markets around town is that they're pretty expensive to be a part of, you know, like, uh, shout outs to Columbus Flea, obviously they're the OGs. Um, I don't remember what their vendor fee is, but I know it's kind of expensive to the point that like if Tony and I wanted to just test the waters for like our Midwest vintage. It wouldn't be profitable you know there's no way that we could be lucrative with it yeah um so what we're really trying to do and it's fortunate for me because i've got the rambling house background is keep a really really low vendor fee mm-hmm. so right now like 20 or 25 dollars for vendors to participate and then uh-huh. that money we take it and we turn around and like we use it for like table rentals if we have to and then the rest of it just goes into social media marketing so nice. It's really a labor of love right now. Can I eat off it someday? I don't know. That's what people always ask me. They're like, so did you make any money off this? It's like, that's not the point right now. The point is to just create this cool community event in Old North because we don't really have anything like that right now, you know? Yeah. It's a cool neighborhood. It's obviously my favorite neighborhood, but we don't have a lot that pulls us together as a neighborhood outside of like the fucking Old North block watch. And it's just like, 60-year-old white people that are just like, there's somebody walking down the street right now. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) come on, there's like so many other things that we could be worried about as a neighborhood. And, you know, if we create this and facilitate this environment for people to meet each other, even if it's just neighbors coming to it and being like, oh my gosh, like you live four houses down from me. Nice to meet you. Then I think we're doing something right. So, No, I totally agree with that. Um, And... I think that is the perfect place to do it, too, because, you know, we're recording out of downtown Columbus. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that keeps people from being a community down here is fucking parking. Like, (laughs) that is, like, I say that laughing because, it you know, it sounds kind of silly, but, like, 
charging for parking is something that doesn't happen in Old North. Well, too. there are some permit areas, but yeah, yeah you know, I but mean, they're not. They're kind of few and far between. Yeah, um, you can you can park up there most pretty much anywhere, most everywhere, yeah. and you can just go places. Yeah, it's also a smaller neighborhood. You know, for sure, a um, little, little more tight knit. So, uh, go check it out. It's it's not hard to get to. You know, yeah, uh, and it's not hard to be there. And um, it's so walkable. You know, everything in yeah. the neighborhood, like you can walk to in a matter of minutes and that's why you know i live smack dab in the middle of old north and like i live near like one of the oldest schools in Mm -hmm. the city of ohio or the state of ohio um ohio is my city yeah (laughs) (laughs) but indianola middle was like the first like young boys middle school Hmm. in ohio and i think the country Um, and that's like right up the block from me like you know this norwich ab log cabin shit is like right over there but then there's like at least 30 amazing businesses that I like regularly go to, you know, like I talk about old North arcade and the rambling house all the time because I'm at one of those places every single day. Yeah. Um, but you know, like the food trucks are amazing. Like exotic Latino grill dog. Like if you haven't eaten that spot right outside of Fortino, it's amazing. <laughs> you know what wild goose is doing is another like amazing thing. And uh, as far as I know, they started in old North and have a little bit expanded since then. Yeah. Uh, they started in old North. They've been there for a little while and then they're actually working on a second location. Yeah. Uh, uh shit. Wild goose creative or wild goose West. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be over in Franklinton. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that because more cool shit will happen there. But um, even like record stores, man, like we yeah. have four record stores, like that you can just hit in two hours and yeah. like as somebody who is like avidly flicking through bins it's amazing to walk up to use kids hit rpm go to elizabeth's like and just like walk home with way more than i need to walk <laughs> home with you know it is a crate diggers paradise yeah and then you can uh, even i mean it's more clinville area but hit yeah me too is like a great coffee spot and then like i mean babas is like our little coffee location you know um they do more like smoked meats and foods and sandwiches and stuff and they're dope um but there's just so much that you can just do on a daily basis in the neighborhood so i'm hoping that with little flea to sort of pull it back to that the way that hudson street is laid out right like there's the rambling house on indianola and um hudson and then there's the big sohud mural which we'll talk about i'm sure but there's a, a parking lot there right and um the people who own the Bobbis building i believe own that parking lot and then Old North Arcade, right, is sort of like the capstone down there. My ultimate vision is that we do this huge maker's market where we have vendors outside by the Sohud mural. We have vendors inside the Rambling House, maybe vendors at like Ace of Cups or Old North Arcade. Mm. And then you can just walk down Hudson Street, stop there and shop, stop there and shop, stop there and shop, like canvas with the neighbors and be like, dude, if you want to do a yard sale, like now is your time to do it because... People are going to be walking up and down the street, you know, like Italian Village has their like big yard sale day that they do like every week or every year. Um, And most neighborhoods have something, but we don't have anything like that. So I'm really hoping that as a community with Little Flea, we can pull together and like just brand our neighborhood and say, this is Old North. This isn't Clintonville. This isn't campus. I'm going to argue about it being Sohud. Because Sohud is really like a subdivision of Old North. Yeah. But, you know. It's neither here or there right now. <laughs> so, if you, like, think about if, if that were to happen, it'd be something kind of like the Moonlight Market or the Daylight totally. Market on Gay Street. Yeah. You know, something like that, uh, which I've been to a couple of times. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, dude. Especially on a nice day, you know, with the sun shining, man. 
We have food good. trucks set up. I mean, we'd already have the food trucks in the neighborhood, but we park somebody right behind the Rambling House. You have a little mimosa. Walk you have a soda because you can't. <laughs> no open containers. That's different. That's different. Yeah, it was, we're not there yet. <laughs> I emailed the city about permitting for some stuff, and it took them six weeks to email back and be like, did this question ever get answered? And I was like, ah, Google answered it for me. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's the way shit happens around here, man. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Gab Street Podcast. We're going to go ahead and hear a quick commercial break from Co-op and Little Flea 614. Kuwat, checking in with y'all, man. Columbus, Ohio, stand up. OCMG, rapping into the fullest, you know. Make sure y'all go download and stream my new album, 717, out now on all streaming platforms, with my hit singles, White Runs, Rumors, and Traffic. Yeah. This February 24th, we at XL Lounge in Columbus for crowd control. Shout out my brother Juice and Lonnie for 106.7. And two days later, February 26th, we performing in Athens, Ohio. On March 2nd, I'm going to be back at XL Lounge for another crowd control. Then later that week on March 7th, we'll be performing at Cloud City, courtesy of my boy Sam Rothstein. Finally, on March 14th, we start the tour at the Ballroom in Black Lick, Ohio. Hit 30 different cities and 15 different states all across the country. Tickets on sale now, so get yours ASAP for the sellout, because I promise you don't want to miss this. Shout out Gab Street Podcast for showing me love, man, and make sure y'all tune in on my interview with them coming out soon. Kuat! Hey there, Gab Street listeners. My name's Adam Himmel, and I'm the organizer for Little Flea in Old North. Our goal is to bring makers, artists, and neighbors together for an array of awesome events. We're looking forward to our next big flea market on April 26th at the Rambling House from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. We'll have a bunch of great local vendors for you to shop, craft sodas, and mimosas to drink. We hope you'll come hang out with us. You can be up to date on future events by following us at littleflea.614 on Instagram. Let's talk about Show Hood. Yeah. Shall we? <laughs> so uh, you have a little bit more information on it than I do. Yeah, but. so... You know, it on Hudson Street, right? We've got the big So Hud mural. And So Hud is really, this might create some argument, it's really in my mind like a subdivision of Old North. But in my eyes, right, like if we haven't even defined Old North, right, if we still have people that are like, oh, you live on campus, or you know, like you're hanging out at Easton and somebody asks you, like, oh, where do you live? You say Old North, they're like, well, where the fuck is that? You know, like, I don't know, <laughs> it's uh, south of Clintonville, you know, or you just say you live in Clintonville. Yeah. So if we haven't even defined Old North yet, then why why are we create like really hyping up the SoHUD part too? Because they do like the SoHUD, like uh, what's it called, Fool's Parade or something. And mm-hmm. like, I think it's organized by some of the folks that live in like the Glen Echo sort of area or like right there on SoHUD. Uh, it means South Hudson, right? Like, yeah. so it's south of Hudson Street. So then, Soho. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. But that, you know, just north of Hudson Street is just a couple more blocks of Old North. So why can't we all just come together and be like, yo, we fucking love Old North. We yeah. love this neighborhood we live in. Why we got to create all these little sub subdivisions? If that mural said Old North, I'd cry. If I drove by that <laughs> one day and the side of Babas just said Old North, I'd be like, 
brings a tear to this. As point. you're driving down Hudson Street, there's literally a sign that says "Welcome to the Old North." Like <laughs> that is true. It's kind of like the Short North signs, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's on High Street. So on High yeah, Street, yeah, yeah. we have the arches, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which so few people knew about, actually. You know, like as I've been doing the little flea stuff, people are like, "Oh, well, like what is Old North?" And I'm like, "It's the arches, man." Like, like you see that shit? Yeah. Like, and they're like, <laughs> "What do you, what do you <laughs> mean?" And then I got a text, like, I don't know, a couple weeks later, like, I finally saw the arches. And I was like, do you never drive on High Street? Because, like, <laughs> you have to drive by them all the time. Um, yeah, I actually don't know the full history of those arches. I'm pretty sure um, Tom Wildman, Tom Wildman, um, he's, I think, like, our, our, like, neighborhood commission person for the UAC, because we're all part of, like, the University Area Commission, mm-hmm. which is, like, the neighborhood commission. Um, but I'm pretty sure, like, 10 or 15 years ago, he got, like, they pushed and got those arches put up, which is dope. Like, they're cool. I don't I don't know what the neighborhood would, you know, be without them. Yeah. We did a bunch of, like, awesome drone footage that you can see if you go to our Instagram. Um, and we're gonna or if you watch more. the commercial. In this or if you watch the commercial. That's right. Yeah, we put we put it on the commercial. Facts. Um, yeah, we're going to do a bunch more of that stuff, too. Like, cool drone footage of, like, um, some of the old architecture in Old North. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so hood, you know. I mean... I don't hate you if you call it so, Hud. I just wish But he kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish that we could all just be, like, old north, right? Like, and come together as, like, a full-ass neighborhood before we start, like, these little subdivisions. It's not big enough, you know? Like, old north encompass is a pretty large city area, but, I mean, shit. What do you tell people you live in Soho? That's even more fucking confusing than saying you live in Old North. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you drove by the mural and then they're like, oh shit, that's by the crew stadium. Like, <laughs> for now. <laughs> oh yeah, they are moving the crew stadium over yeah. to uh, fucking like right by here. Yeah, right it's going to be there. interesting. I'm interested in seeing like what it'll do. Because I don't think that, you know, whenever there's a crew game, we get a ton of runoff from it. You know, I think that there are a handful, like probably like 4th Street gets a ton of people drinking there and then they walk to the game. But... At the Ramley House, man, we usually get like three or four people during a game, and it's like, really cool. All right, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Who well, won? <laughs> let's make this town big enough for the two of us. Yes. And let's make it Old North. <laughs> How about that? Let's. We've got a neighborhood that's already big enough for the two of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why are we making it smaller? <laughs> is my opinion. That's my opinion. But you know, I mean. I still love all the people that call it Soha, and, like, I hope that they'll come out and be a part of Little Flea, and, like, if they're a vendor, bring their product, or, you know, just even come celebrate, because, um, I mean, it, it's part of, they're still obviously a big piece of what makes the neighborhood amazing, but can we just call it Old North, please? Yeah. yeah. Maybe for Christmas this year? <laughs> <laughs> all I want for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing addressing the neighborhood, specifically. Is something that you have been throwing together called Little Litter League. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, No, man, this is something I'm actually really excited about. Um, I got the idea because obviously Columbus has historically done what they call a Litter League. And it's separated out by divisions, right? There's like a Northeast Division or a North Division and a Southeast Division. And neighborhoods get points by the amount of trash they collect. And I was like, why can't we just take this and on a small scale idea, just try and mobilize people in our neighborhood and get together and, you know, once a month we pick a street and say, we're going to clean up this street. Um, It's been too cold and there's been a lot of rain. So anytime I've had something on the books, we've had to reschedule it. But we're thinking the second week of April will be the first little litter league. Um, And we really haven't come together with how we're going to do teams or anything like that, or if that's just the name of the event. But working on getting like, all of the supplies there for you. 
you come, we meet up at the Rambling House or we meet up at Old North Arcade or someplace um, close to the street. And then we just break up in little groups and go up and down a street over the course of four or five hours and just clean up all the trash, you know. Um, on Hudson Street, so I live right off of Hudson and walking to Old North or walking to Rambling House all the time, like I'm constantly just like picking up trash and like whatever. Aubrey bikes to work um, and he lives pretty close to me. Um, and he would take like one of those little picker upper dudes mm-hmm. and just like pick up trash. But like he, he would get like literally a block. And be like, I'm already full. So I don't think that it does anything to address littering as a whole. But, you know, maybe if more people participate and are really just, like, committed to their neighborhood and calling it Old North, um, <laughs> they'll be more committed to not litter, you know? Not just throw their, like, rallies bag. I can't tell you the number of just, like, rallies bags or chicken bite boxes that I've picked up off the sidewalk. Yeah. Or, like, Little Caesars boxes. And it's just people who are just, like drunk and just tossing it you know i saw him too i i walked with this man from uh from old north arcade up to rambling house one night hell yeah and we didn't walk we strutted (laughs) yeah we we were booking him i was like six white claws deep so (laughs) (laughs) well we were looking around the whole time and we would just oh there 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 there's one there you know it just kept popping up yeah just like so i've seen this issue as as it exists you know uh, this man is not spewing bullshit. This is something that actually <laughs> happens. So, I mean, if you just walk in the neighborhood, you'll see it. Yeah. And if you, most people just aren't aware of it because we live in this, you know, city and people aren't like looking around all the time. Mm-hmm. But because we live in this city, like we need to be more aware of what that litter looks like. Um, I mean, it would be awesome if we could get some sort of like trash can system in place that's like more effective, um, given that the neighborhood's so walkable now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I think it just starts with why don't we just mobilize, clean up, and own it? Because then there's some accountability. Like, well, shit, like all 15 of us cleaned up today, so all 15 of us aren't going to litter. You know? Facts. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, beginning yeah. of April. Yes. We'll be uh, more info on that. Um, and then all through the summer, we're hoping to do like just one street a month where we just go um, east to west, just hit the whole street up, pick up all the trash. You know, uh, we're working right now with like maybe uh, we can get the Rambling House to give everyone who partic- participates a free drink, you know, mm. afterwards, you know, or yeah. maybe we can just set up a grill somewhere and just like a bunch of hot dogs or a bunch of hamburgers and veggie options, vegan options for, you know, people who are participating. So. Fingers crossed. We need people to participate, though. We need people to actually, like, be engaged in it. And, like, you know, obviously a big piece of that comes with the legwork that we're trying to do and getting Little Flea out there so that, you know, people who hear this podcast, like, shit, even if you don't live in Old North, homie, just, like, <laughs> come up come for a drink. Up. Like, <laughs> just do something good for your city, right? Because we're all part of a bigger picture here. So Teamwork. Makes the dream work. It does make the dream work. <laughs> that is correct. Now, I know you from somewhere, and that somewhere is a certain Discord. Yeah, dude. Oh, man, that shit's crazy. Dude, so I discovered, for those of you who don't know, some of you might actually be from it listening today. Um, but Shoutouts. Shoutouts. <laughs> yes. Shouts out to you. Um, the Columbus Discord, you can find it on the Columbus subreddit, r slash Columbus. Yeah. Um, and you can join this and make so many friends immediately. It's, it's cool. It's crazy. Um, I think Yuffie started it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, shout out Yuffie, first of all. But 
I have made a bunch of friends from this. I made this friend from it. Hell yeah. Uh, and that's why he's here today. Uh, and it's why I know anything about Old North. And it's why I've met a lot of people that I've met at this point. Like, yeah, both man. professionally and friend-wise. You know, uh, a lot of the connections that I've made for the show as well have been through you because I met you through the podcast or yeah, through, the, 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 through Discord. the Discord and yeah. stuff. And then I'm like, yo, homie, you got to meet this person. You got to meet this person. You got to meet this person. Come out this night. Like, yes. <laughs> and it has been good every time. Constantly. Just like, come on, man. Like, let's hang out. Like, that when Amber Falter did her thing, you, like, knew a bunch of the comedians already. But I was like, have you met Amber before? Like, have you met Amber before? Like, <laughs> And I had not. And then I met her that night. So that was really cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was like, yeah, man, should I give her my business card? And I, he was just like, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, give me one of your fucking business cards for me. <laughs> no, actually, I think we were all out back smoking. Yeah, I think <laughs> And so. I was just like, yo, Corey, come here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, nah, you have to talk to this cat, so... Yeah, no, much respect to uh, both of you, first of all. Thank you so much for No, of course, around. dude. Uh, and to everybody that's part of that Discord. Even if you're on it and you don't message, just, you know, being being a presence there and, uh, you know, being part of your community digitally as well is pretty cool. Yeah. Not all of us like to go outside. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little easier for some of us to uh, participate in the community digitally, and it's a good way to do that. Uh, yeah. And you can find out a lot of, about a lot of events going on specifically little flea as well uh we post about shows and, and uh you know showcases and shit yeah for sure there so um i also post insider information about this show on there sometimes uh so sometimes you might get a little a uh, little scoop you know what i mean so uh join it i'll put the link to it uh in the description of this episode oh yeah no so. it's super interesting right because i specifically when i started the little flea concept was looking for creative ways to market it because mm-hmm. like we hadn't done an event yet. I wasn't like sure like what kind of money should I be spending on boosting ads or like marketing on Instagram or Facebook, which one's more successful. So I was just hitting like all the avenues I could think of. I was like on Reddit. I was on fucking Craigslist. Like <laughs> I was just posting in all of these areas. And when I posted on Reddit, I started to dig more, found out about the Discord server, joined the Discord server originally just to advertise for the first flea. Hmm. Um, and then, I mean, obviously like stuck around and just like chatted to people and now they're like probably some of my closer friends, you know, coming from a space of, you know, the end of 2019, I was a very no new friends person. Like Hmm. I don't need more friends in my life than meeting all of y'all. It was just like dope. And they've showed up to every event, man. Like we do, Aubrey and I throw like a new year's party and a Halloween party every year. Oh, we out here. Came to the mm-hmm. Halloween party, came to the new year's party, came to the chili cook-off. One of the people from the discord, um, our friend Kiwi, um, took second place at this chili cook-off we did with land grant, um, back in October, Facts. um, showed up to the last flea. And now even some of those people from the discord server are trying to start vending a little bit. Right. Um, uh, our friend Bert is really into like leather working and like, yeah. she's like now like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sell this leather stuff. Like I see how it's possible. So if nothing else, you know, with little flea, I'm like so inspired that people came to these events. They're like, fuck man, I could be doing this. Like, and I'm like, yes, get out there and get your hustle on. Like do it, baby. <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah, discord is really, really cool. Um, I, uh, didn't expect it, you know? I don't spend a lot of time on the internet anymore, you know, like, I don't have Discord on my phone, I hop on, like, every now and then when I have a second and just drop into the server and chat with people for a little while, and now I'm just like, I would do anything for most of those people, you know, they're going through a tough shit, I'm like, 
Come out and drink. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Discord is super dope. Join us and make some new friends. This is like a cult advertisement right yes. now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's all this show is now. It's just it's paid just, product placement. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> is Yuffie paying you for this episode? Uh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> you can if you want to. She's like, when's Adam going to be on the episode? Uh, could we uh, throw you a 50 spot? <laughs> and then you would uh, just talk about the Discord for like 10 minutes? <laughs> now nah, we got you. We got you. Hell yeah, man. One, a couple things I wanted to ask Yeah. that are actually phrased as questions in my notes. Uh, <laughs> and the other things weren't. Um, that's why I was just kind of like, little flea. <laughs> I just let it go. Uh, but that's see, that's how the show works. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is you aren't from here. You're yeah. actually from Florida. Yeah, South Florida. And I wanted to ask uh, a couple questions about how, like, what your perspective is uh, being from that area sure. as opposed to someone that has been born and raised here like me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I, I love talking to people about this and we'll have to be careful because we'll go back and forth and then it'll be like five o'clock and <laughs> you know we'll have done this for four hours. But there are a handful of things that I think are really awesome about Columbus, right? Like Columbus loves Columbus. You know, mm. we have like all of these great people trying to do these great things for Columbus with like Gap Street, you know, or these cool vendors. You know, like one of the vendors we work with is this guy who makes like awesome screen printed. Um, it, one of the designs is like a cow laying down with Ohio on its belly and it's uh, Make Columbus Weird. <laughs> um, and like I'm a super big, actually, shout out to Makes Columbus Weird and um, Wild Ohio Embroidery. Um, fuck, I should have tried to get it. So they're super cool vendors. Um, Wild Ohio Embroidery does like all reclaimed um, materials and then does like awesome embroidery. Nice. And then they messaged me after the last flea and they're like, hey, would you be like interested in like a flag? And I was like, oh, you don't have to worry about it. Like, that would be cool. And then like a week later, they messaged me back and they're like, so don't be mad. <laughs> but, and they made like this awesome, like cool ass flag. And, like, it's just so, so awesome. It would have been awesome if we just laid it out. Missed opportunities here. But I'm plugging it still, so. (laughs) Um, We'll take a photo of it and just put it right there. Yeah, so, I mean, these are people, too, which is a good example of the perspective of Columbus, that are doing things for their community. And, like, you don't have that everywhere. Um, In South Florida, like, you know, where I'm from, nothing is walkable, Hmm. you know. The The city of Fort Myers and Cape Coral are kind of, like, clumped together. And it's just sprawling residential, you know, to go anywhere from the house that I lived in to a friend's house or to go downtown or something. It was a 30, 40 minute drive just through houses like that's all South Florida is. And like there's obviously like some weird semblance of like Gulf Coast beach culture, which is cool. And like being somebody who had the opportunity to go to the beach all the time is cool. But on the same note, it's just a bunch of tourists hanging out down there. So there is such like little sense of culture and community at least when I lived there Um, because I know like a lot of people sort of my age now are opening up restaurants and bars and I see some big shit popping down there and I'm like okay you go Fort Myers I'm not coming back but (laughs) I still love you Um, so the fact that that exists in Columbus is cool you know maybe they're the trailblazers so I guess like even bigger props to the people in Fort Myers who are doing their thing because they're making that sense of community that we already have up here happen Hmm. Um, and then Columbus is also great because it's like big city with sort of small city feel. And I think that that is just so cool. You know, we've got like such an interesting breadth of cultures here too with yeah. like awesome Somali cuisine, like 
just amazing food across the board. I think that we could use some like more Caribbean options, but there's like Ina's on Cleveland, which is dope. Um, Taste Bay. Taste Bay is a restaurant. Taste is. Bay is pretty solid, but like for me, you know, like growing up in South Florida, that's the one thing that I miss is like being able to go to like a Cuban sandwich spot, mm, like yeah. super easy. Um, so yeah, and the thing that I love the most about Columbus that made me fall in love Columbus is like, you know, Obviously, I've got the Rambling House, and the Rambling House played a huge role for me. I met all of my Columbus friends there. You know, when I moved to Columbus, I lived next door. The bar opened up. I walked in. I was like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, you're our friend now. And, you know, I just met all of these awesome, like, musicians and just, like, just cool people. John and Jen Lynch, who started the Rambling House, who own a soda shop company, who are super involved with politics, who are also raising a family. Aubrey, who, the first night I met him... We were sitting at the bar talking. We got drunk, and then we were both like, all right, well, cool, man. Like, we, I got a party to go to. He's like, cool, I got a party to go to, too, so I'll catch you later. He hops on a unicycle and just, like, unicycles, like, <laughs> up the street. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then we go to a party, and it's the same party. Oh, like, shit. Yeah, we're, like, <laughs> hanging out with the same people. And, uh, yeah, you know, like, we have such, like, these little pockets in Columbus that other places probably do have but are so unique for the city. Hudson Street with, like, Rambling House and Dick's Den, like, some of the best bluegrass and Americana musicians that I've ever seen in my life are, like, playing there regularly. Yeah. Handfuls of those people are, like, going on to do big shit. Like, the, you know, homies from camp now live in the neighborhood. Um, Chris Stevens and Caleb Powers were, like, two of the founding members of the Mules, um, who now internationally tour with a band called the Hackensaw Boys. Like, Lindsey Jordan moved to the neighborhood and is now doing her thing around the city, you know, like... They're just, like, such unique, cool people in this city. And I don't know what it is that attracts them. Um, but I'm here for it. So that's why it's a little bit different than Florida. Because, you know, in Fort Myers, it's like, well, I'm going to go sit at Starbucks today. Or I'm going to go sit at this bar. And you don't really, like, talk to anyone except for the people you went to, like, high school with, you know. So, yeah. I don't know. That's a good answer. Yeah, I don't know how unique it is for Columbus to other cities. Hmm. But having spent time in Atlanta, some time in New York, like, in these other big cities, it feels different, you know? There's something about it that just feels so genuine and authentic that you don't always get. Well, now you don't have to hear me say it. You can hear someone else say it. <laughs> now it's actually confirmed. Shit, oh, yeah. man. I'm coming up on my eighth year living in Columbus, and okay. I'm super worried on my sleeve. Like, this is home for me and will probably be home forever because, like... The community that has accepted me and the community that I'm like a part of is just so just it's just awesome. You know, it's just awesome. Hell yeah. You heard it here first of all. Or as Jen Lynch would say, literally amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't know Jen, but shout out. <laughs> now, as someone who's lived here eight years, now you've been around the block a bit. Yeah. And you live in Old North, I do not. Sure. And I wanted to ask you, because I actually don't really know the answer to this question. Uh, so that's why I'm asking. Sometimes, usually I know the answer to the questions I'm asking. It's kind of like being a lawyer, you know what I mean? Uh, but, you, <laughs> but I'm legitimately curious about this. Um, what are some social issues in Columbus, and specifically Old North, uh, that you have noticed living there that people generally in Columbus may not know about? Well, mm. and what can we do to help? Yeah. Um, well, I think be active in your neighborhoods, be active in your communities, go vote. 
mm-hmm. is a huge thing. Facts. Um, yeah, voting turnout, come on. Yeah, it's <laughs> super major. For happen. real. <laughs> um, and not only just in, you know, national politics, which I think are hugely important, mm. but like in local politics too. Be involved in like who is representing your community to the city, like who is representing our city to the state, who is representing our state to the country. Like, And they're the people that actually affect your life. Yeah, like every single day. Yeah. Um, but like social issues in Old North, I mean, obviously like the littering is a big issue, but that's not a social issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there is a big problem with, you know, people who have lived in the neighborhood for a long time. And I don't think this is new anywhere, being afraid of brown people, mm-hmm. like people of color in the neighborhood. Most of the venues and spaces in Old North are pretty whitewashed and it's because the neighborhood is predominantly white. And then there is a lot of people who have been living in these neighborhoods for like 30 or 40 years that are like oh my gosh, there's uh, a black dude walking down the street right now. And it's like, who fucking cares, man? He lives next door. Like, Does he have a permit? That's tonight? literally like, something that I read on our block watch is this dude was like, you followed me home one night. I live next door. And it was like somebody on this like Facebook group who was like, I did not do that. And he's like, I've got a picture of you following me through the neighborhood. Um, you know, that and I think the thing that we deal with a lot in Old North is, you know, like, what do we do for like our homeless community? Um, you know, where I live is like sort of like a four unit, um, apartment situation. And then behind me is right directly up to Hudson street is some row houses and somebody had moved out of one of the houses. And then, um, a homeless dude just like took up residence on the back porch, um, because it was fucking raining and snowing and it was fucking cold. And this dude didn't have access to shelter, which is a basic human, right? Yeah. You know? And you know, one of my neighbors was like all bent out of shape about it. And it's like, why do you care, man? Like, if you're bent out of shape about it, you should be doing something to help these people. But I think instead we, um, you know, most people in the community just shrug it off and, you know, assume these people are, like, doing drugs or, you know, whatever. You know, it's, it doesn't mean that you have to, like, give them a dollar every time you see these people. But I think that to be invested and to understand what those, you know, options around town are, like, donate money to those places, make sure that there's enough space for them. But it really comes back to, I mean, even, you know, all of this stuff I just said comes back to being involved in local politics and, you know, work to get people elected in your neighborhood who are going to do the right thing for your neighborhood. Morganize. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag Morganize. <laughs> Morganize. You know, it's out there. I don't know what Morganize is. Uh, Morgan Harper. She's uh, She was on the show, uh, episode 30-ish realm around okay. there. Um, and she is running to represent the third district, which we are currently in, Fuck yeah. uh, in Congress, like, you know, U.S. Sure, Congress. Sure. Um, so go support her. Yeah. Big ups Please. to Morgan Harper then. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, man. And I think that gentrification is going to be a big thing in our neighborhood too. Hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be the next Glenville or the next short North, but what's important for us is to grasp our community and do what we can to control the direction it's going to go. Yeah. I don't know if we're not going to be able to stop that, right? Like, that's going to happen. But how do we stop it from displacing people in our community um, to areas that aren't going to be good for them, you know? So many people who live in Old North live in Old North because it's on direct bus lines to all of the big areas around town where they can go work or out of town where they can go work, you know? And mobility. Exactly. Invest in mobility. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And this has been... I'm currently in American history class. Oh, shit. And so he knows something. <laughs> I know the facts. Uh, and the biggest factor in, you know, people living in poverty is mobility. Yeah. They're not able to get to their places of work, or they are or they are able to get to it. Mm-hmm. And where they live 
and if they own a car, you know, and cars are fucking big dosh, you know, you have to think about that. And I think investing into, you know, Coda and such, uh, or, you know, Elon's Hyperloop or some shit, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> anything. I think that's probably the best thing to invest in. Yeah. You know, and that's the best way to help people help themselves. Yeah. Too. Because, you know, you're not, by investing in Coda, it's not like you're driving people to work. That's people that are being paid by, da- by tax dollars to drive buses yeah. to get people to work. So I think that's important. It's true, man. Uh, I think the mobility is huge, but, you know, I'm not like somebody who has all the answers for social justice. I'm like an opinionated person, obviously. Mm. Um, my goal is that, you know, with Little Flea and benefiting the neighborhood, how do we do the research to find out which of these like nonprofits or, you know, funding situations we can donate to will help benefit our neighborhood and help benefit, you know, um, POC-owned businesses in our neighborhood or, you know, not displacing homeless people and giving them, you know, the resources that they need. Um, so uh, with this Vendors of the Venue events that we're going to start doing is we're hoping to do them like once a month. Mm. Um, and then we'll set up a vendor at different venues, as the name implies, um, around <laughs> Old North. Um, that makes sense, right? So Dallas, um, Hearst doing his... Um, uh, or Dallas Durst, excuse me, um, doing his uh, hats at Bluegrass Night makes sense, right? Like, that's, like, super dope. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like, maybe we do something with Old North, or maybe Ace of Cups has, like, a hip-hop show there, and we find a vendor who is doing something that's in that same vein. But then how do we use that as a platform to rotate between different charities or nonprofits mm-hmm. um, and um, give them a platform to either, like, set up a booth or maybe we take donations, and then all the proceeds from these vendor at the venue events that we do go right to these different nonprofits and stuff. So something that we're just starting to work on, um, you know, it's just as somebody who loves his neighborhood within the past year have, has been really actively trying to think like, what can I do more for my neighborhood and the communities within my neighborhood? So it's kind of a new experience for me too. You know, like I, if you, you know, come up to the railing house and see me, like, let's have a conversation about it. I'd love to, you know, hear anyone else's perspective on it and really just like, round my knowledge out on things that I can be doing as an individual. You know, like I have these observations obviously, but what do we do to change those? I know like we gotta go vote, <laughs> but I don't know all of the resources. So I'm working on learning those right now. Oh yeah. One more thing about <laughs> an outside perspective. Uh-huh. What's something that you notice as, as somebody that, and this is a bit of a 180, but oh, forgive me. Uh, <laughs> As someone who does not actively perform music in Columbus, sure. What's something that you notice from kind of the outside? Well, you're you're in on the scene, but sure. you're not performing in it. Yeah. What's something that musicians may not be able to notice about Columbus's indie scene specifically that you would? Dude, I think that it's so connected. You know, I yeah. think that if you take the opportunity to go out and support a local musician's band that you like. You know, in the experience that I've had, like, in two weeks, you're going to see those two bands perform together at a venue. Or, like, you know, one of my best friends, Lindsay, um, of Lindsay Jordan, right, um, just went on tour. And she toured with, you know, um, the front person for Souther, um, the, you know, WID, um, her backing person, and then um, Strong the Scarecrow. Like, these bands that are all different bands that she just went to talk to. 
and was like, hey, do you guys want to be my touring band? And these were all like bands that have big shit popping in Columbus already. You know, WID and Southern are not small. Yeah. You know, Paige, um, who is with Strong Scarecrow and the Salty Caramels, like, she's not small either. These are people who are actively doing big shit, but they were like, oh, fuck yeah, you're going to New Orleans? We're going to go on tour with you. You know, and so... It's a big commitment. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, by, like, doing... Just going out and supporting other people, it's gonna... They're gonna support you back, you know? I mean, I get maybe five or six texts a week where someone's like, hey, this person's having a show, or this person's having a show. Like, um, Lindsay texted me earlier, Souther is having a show tonight um, at Ace of Cups. Um, oh, yeah. If you're not doing anything. Uh, they start at 9.30. I think tickets are $5. Um, but, you know... Just, like, put on for your community, put on for your other friends that are musicians, and they're going to put on for you, too, you know? I think that if people are struggling in that regard as a musician, you know, in, in being connected with other musicians, they've just got to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, I'm going to put my music online, I'm going to play some shows, and I'm going to hope my music pops. It, you've got to go out and support other people that are in your same genre and, you know, support their shows. And then it becomes this whole just, like... I mean, it's almost an echo chamber on my Facebook now where it's like <laughs> everyone's talking about the same person on any given day because like, you know, like nine different musicians are friends with like Angela Purley and Angela Purley's got a show going on tonight. So everyone's posting like Angela Purley's show tonight. And it's just these people only know each other because, you know, of what we did with like Amber Falter. It's just like walking up and like, shit, that's how I met Angela Purley. I was just like, you're friends with all my friends. Like, I'm a big fan of your music. My name's Adam. And it was just like, cool, man. <laughs> you know? And I think that more musicians should be comfortable just doing that. Mm-hmm. You know? That's my hot take. I don't I don't perform in Columbus, but I go to a lot of music. So Take it from here. Yeah, just go talk to people, man. Just network. Just like show up and be like, your music's fucking tight. Like I wanna play music with you. And odds are you're gonna play music with that person. But I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nah, Corey, man. man, with his business cards. <laughs> I just fucking sling them at people. I don't even talk to him. I just kind of throw. <laughs> he goes to a bar before it opens and lays them out on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Three per stool. Just... <laughs> now, nah, but this man has gotten me to talk to some people that I really needed to talk to. So uh, he's a facilitator of such things. So uh, if you need help with that, talk to this guy for real. I just like to hang out, and drink, and have a good time, man. Like that's. That's it. And that's all we need. That's all we need in this world, man. It's what true, we gotta man. do. It's true. That is facts. Which deity blessed you with such a mighty mustache? <laughs> I don't know, man, but if, if I find out, I'd like to pray to him. So, <laughs> the reason that I have a mustache now... Um, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know the lore, dude. Yeah, I, mean, I never this. used to have a mustache. And, you know, I can't grow significant facial hair. And for years hanging out at places like Dick's Den and Rambling House, it's like all these bearded dudes in flannels. <laughs> and then it's like me just like, hi. <laughs> um, and so, God, this was now two years ago or a year and a, year and a half ago, really, or yeah, maybe a little bit more. Because it was the beginning of last year that I started growing a mustache. Um, and it started as just like the, you know, yearly, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to see what happens. And, like, I don't know it was different this year, but, like, um, Aubrey, my friend D, uh, my friend Blue were like, yo, man, something's happening. You've got to <laughs> keep it going. Um, and, actually, my friend Blue um, uh, started a bet with me. He was like, if you keep it going for two months, I don't even remember what it was anymore. I think he said he'd give me money or something. 
Um, and I was just like, fuck it, man. What do I have to lose? Like, you were all my friends. Like, y'all are the ones that have to see me with this ugly ass, like, <laughs> shitty ass mustache. Um, and then that just became like, I don't know, a snowball effect of things. You know, there was a point one night where we were at a show and uh, my friend Emma colored it in with makeup <laughs> <laughs> to make it actually look darker. Uh, it, it, you know, and then it just, you know, after a year and some change, here we are. So. If you find out that deity, I will pray to that god. Well, we actually have him here. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be sick as fuck. Say hello to Yahweh. No, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> actually, at your fucking roast. <laughs> the um, uh, DJ dude, what was his name again? Uh, DJ Zealous. Yeah, Shout dude. out for real. Yeah, man. I popped up on stage and did like the roast for five seconds. And then as I was getting off stage, I heard him say, Oh, Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> yeah. And I was like... And that's the craziest uh, thing now, man, is like, as somebody who couldn't grow facial hair before, now it defines me, mm. you know? Like, I was at 14 and 0 just straight buying hooch the other day, and fucking these kids just walk in, and they just like stared at me, I had like my sunglasses on, I saw them stare at me, and then they're like six feet away, and I, I hear them go, never have I ever seen the Pringles man in real life. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's fucking great. People also always ask me if I shave the middle. I don't shave the middle. It just doesn't grow. So I have a man you need to talk to, uh, and you need to have a mustache off. Um, yeah. His name is Tommy Reichert, and he was on this episode. On uh, he was on this. He's on this episode. He's here right now. Uh, he was on this show, episode twenty-seven. Um, so I think you uh, you guys need to uh, have a battle of the mustaches. Tommy, I don't know about a battle, homie, but I'm definitely coming for you. I guess <laughs> we out here. Watch out. Um, <laughs> couple more things. Yeah. Yeah. We we almost at the end here. We got about we're we're at about an hour and ten minutes. I'm not counting time. Me neither. Well, <laughs> clearly I am because I just said what time it is. But you know, it's whatever. We're, yeah. We're chill. We're chill. Yeah. We chill. Uh, what are your goals for 2020? We kind of covered some of them, but yeah, I mean, any, any of them that we anytime I start talking about Little Flea, I immediately start talking about like what my goals are. Um, I don't know, man. I want to make it bigger. You know, like I want us to have this big walkable flea market in Old North. Like I want to do more for our community, which is why with the vendors of the venue, we're looking at like what nonprofits and charity things can we donate to that will benefit our community. Hmm. Um, and just to get the name out there more, you know, just so that people are aware of who we are, you know, like, I, uh, I want Columbus Flea to follow me on Instagram, <laughs> they're huge, man, they've got, like, almost 20,000 followers, and, like, that's, that's, like, my, like, maker's market goal for Little Flea, is, like, our maker's market has gotten somewhere when Columbus Flea <laughs> follows us, <laughs> um, otherwise, you know, just chilling, man, um, you know, more stuff at work, um, I run a tea shop, um, at Easton, East Easton, Easton, uh, David's Tea. Um, I really the love my job, and so yeah, right. It's only a matter of time before electing officials <laughs> to represent Easton. Speaking Facts. of local elections, um, but yeah, more ways that I can get involved um, with David's Tea in the city. Um, we've done some events like down at Goodall Park with like friends of Goodall Park, and hmm. how can we leverage you know a little bit of a bigger institution for some of the other like four good events in town. Um, and music, man, just like a ton of music. Like, I just want to keep on seeing as many of my friends play music as possible, um, go to their shows, spread the love, maybe throw a couple parties. Oh yeah. That's 2020 for me in a nutshell, man. Like 
Maybe go on vacation. I'm going to Reno in May. So oh, hell yeah. Going to take my cowboy boots out there. Nice. <laughs> going to bust out the bolo. You know oh, yeah, you dude. You got a bolo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got to bowl out. Bowl, bowl out. <laughs> Auto, Autobots bowl out. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, anything else you want to bring up? No, I mean, if you are a vendor who's worked with Little Flea previously... Um, if you're a vendor that's looking forward to little or looking forward to working with Little Flea, if you come to Little Flea, it's just like thank you so much for supporting it. Um, I think that through 2020, we're going to grow this little brand that we all started um, even more. You know, it's this is not me doing Little Flea, right? Like it's the community of vendors and neighbors and neighborhoods and venues that are allowing us to utilize the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, thanks for that. Um, I super appreciate it. Shout outs to, you know. I mean, you for having me on the show, man. Another platform to to plug the shit we're doing in Old North is so meaningful to me. Um, yeah, man. Follow me on Instagram. I'm AWOL um, or uh, at littlefleet.614 um, for the events that we've got going on. I think you probably heard that on the episode already, though. It's It should have been in the middle on that little sponsor plug. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll be in the middle with his, uh, with his message there. Yeah. The, also, shout out to Kelly, man. Uh, my girlfriend Kelly and I uh, have been dating now for over a year, and I don't Fuck think yeah. that I would have the confidence or support to do these events if it wasn't for her just like, yeah, I'll help you do it, or like, no, this is not a ridiculous idea, or like, just do it. Like, you can do this. I believe in you. You know, that is meaningful shit so. that's fucking awesome dude. and shout out to the homies obviously and shout out to CBD ginger beer I could do this all day so just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay we're done no, mm-hmm. um, yeah that's about it I normally uh, ask where can people find and support you in the shout outs but uh, we already did that <laughs> thank you for coming out to the party if you did hell yeah yet again there will be more please keep coming out um, get on that mailing list if you're not already uh, we I want it he, he's fucking on it. That's facts. Um, hit me up if you want an easy way to get on it without having to go to the page yourself. I can make it easy for you. I will. I want to. Um, if you are on that mailing list, you know uh, the guests that are going to be uh, going to be on the show for the next two weeks. So you are in the know. You know what's up. Also, if you uh, support us on Patreon, if you give us uh, $5 or more, uh, you will have access to the episodes before they release. So as soon as they are finished... Uh, I will upload them before their official release date as audio files onto a patrons only. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. That's the insider good good. That is facts. <laughs> so if you want to hear cool shit before it comes out, this will be on there. So uh, go ahead and listen to that before everyone else does. Um, they're also up there uh, higher tiers than that. Uh, you get uh, special messages that you can write to us if you uh, have more than $20 a month. Um, for us to read out on the show, uh, and if you give more than ten or ten or more, uh, then you get access to the master schedule uh, for this year. You get to know who is going to be interviewed for it, up until the foreseeable future. How far we have it booked, so because um, that is not public information. So <laughs> if you are interested in that, uh, we do have a Patreon page, and you can find it in the link in our bio on Instagram, or you can go to patreons.com/gabstreetpodcast. You can find us there. Somebody do it and send a bunch of dirty messages in. Like, I want you to read my, like, nasty message on air. Oh, I'll fucking like, do it. I have to. Like, ASMR, Corey. Like. <laughs> I'll get I'll get Bryn from Revolter to, to do that like he did in the 55. It's a pretty good ASMR shit. There at the end. 
Oh man. Yeah, let's get a quick pose in. Yeah. And thank you for listening this week. We will catch you next Wednesday morning, like every fucking week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs>